Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God brought to you by Pastor Daniel Abedu. Thank you for yet another day, another opportunity you have given us. Father, we are so grateful, Lord. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for strength. Thank you for favoring us once again, Lord. Thank you, O oh God, for not counting even our iniquities against us. But, oh God, you have forgiven us and have given us another opportunity to even approach unto you. Thank you for the blessing of approaching the throne of grace. We are so grateful. This morning, I pray that, Lord, as I preach your word, may you be the one preaching. May you be the one speaking to us. I silence any voice that is not from God. And I pray that, oh God, let the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit that brings understanding, that brings illumination, Lord, let it appear to this morning and do us good. We bless you. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Well, I say amen. amen. Is somebody happy in the house of God this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Powerful. You can sit on top of your enemies. Amen. Amen. I welcome you all into the house of the Lord. This is the best place that you can be. I tell you, the best place that you can ever be is in the house of the Lord. Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Sunday morning is not for football. Sunday morning is not for party. Sunday morning we go to church. And we worship God. Amen. Amen. Give a clap of hand unto Jesus. And clap for yourself that you made it to church. But now somebody is on the bed sleeping. She say, Obi Adam he has forgotten that he must be in church. But you have controlled yourself. You cut your sleep somewhere. Because you have to be in church. So at least you have done well. Clap for yourself. So that the devil will be ashamed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Alright, well, we have been talking about how you can become a strong Christian. Amen. Amen. How you can become a strong Christian. You don't have the book here. Alright. Amen. Amen. And I am believing God that we are becoming strong Christians. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, I am becoming a strong Christian. When you say, do your hand like this, I am becoming a strong Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. And today, I want to do chapter 3 of the book. This book, we must be reading it. It's like the foundation of our Christianity. You know, most of the time, we group some books. Oh, this book is for the beginners. And so you realize that a shepherd will make a terrible mistake. By thinking that, oh, I mean, this book, they may have passed it. 
Now we are you are into eschatology. And then you've forgotten that there's a book that you must learn, you must study all the time. And now Hallelujah. Amen. So it's important that even sometimes we go back to the foundation. And remind ourselves of some some very important things we need for our Christian lives. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we thank our Father for writing this book for us. Clap for Bishop Dag. If you are clapping, clap very well. Yeah. I tell you, we have a good Father. Every topic that you can think about. There is a book for it. What, so if you are confused, I mean just come and tell me, Pastor, I am confused. I need a book to, to answer this particular problem for me. I will always give you a book from the house. That is the kind of blessing that we are blessed with in this church. Amen. Amen. So chapter 3. He said how to be a steadfast Christian. I say, a steadfast Christian. Amen. Amen. Let's read from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 again. Ephesians 6, verse 10. What does it say? Can we all read it together? Those of us who don't bring Bibles to church. Ephesians 6, verse 10. It says that well, let's read it together. Finally. My brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, finally. See, finally. It means at the end of the day. At the end of the day. After everything has been completed. After you have become successful. After writing your exams. And then passing your BEC. My BEC people, are you here? Give me a wave. Wow, what a blessing. God bless you. So this scripture is for you. Finally after writing your BEC it says that be strong in the Lord hallelujah amen if you don't become strong after writing your BEC you can easily backslide hallelujah amen I know a BEC candidate after writing the exams finished she was not strong. By the time she was going for a resort, there was a, 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 a pregnancy. She went for the resort with a pregnancy. And because of that, she did not go to secondary school. So this scripture is very, very true. That finally, 
After completing JSS, and mind you, JSS is just the beginning. In fact, you have not even begun. The real beginning starts from SS. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't be excited too much. Oh, we, today we are going to the swimming pool. The next day you are you are you are chilling. Another time you are somewhere. After finishing the exams, you have to be strong in the Lord. You have to be serving the Lord. And be all out. All out for God. Hallelujah. Amen. If it doesn't happen that way, you will end up like, like somebody I know. Hallelujah. Amen. That after three years of completing secondary school, she has three children with five fathers. You don't know it's possible, eh? She has three children. And the father of the children, they are five. Yes. May this one not happen to you in Jesus' name. It means that she lose a guard. So instead of her becoming strong, she I've completed. So this man is coming. You come and blow and go. Another one will come. You come and do whatever he finish and then go. At the end of the day, she has three children. But the fathers of the children are five. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what happens when you are not strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible said that finally, my brethren, be strong. After getting married, be strong. After getting a new job, be strong. After giving birth to your first two children, he said that what be strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I wonder, even in the choir, I mean, when you, when you go to any church, just look at the choir. How many of the choiristers are married? Most of the time, the moment they finish marrying, and they say, I do. Then that's all. I won't sing again. Then they start giving excuses. The first time you say, Oh, my husband is. Another time, my husband is. When they start giving birth, they ask for that one. There is West. Then they say, Bye bye to, uh, to Reheza. Hallelujah. Amen. So query says, finally, finally. After you have gotten married, he said that what? Be strong in the Lord. When you are not strong, you will never be able to come for rehearsal. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. That was last week's scripture of the year. That not so. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Today, I'm talking about how to be a steadfast Christian. He said, Be ye steadfast, unmovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Amen. So Bishop said that steadfastness is an important word that was developed by the Navy. They said maybe for Asraf, oh no, and this is same way about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Not that the never people they they they've been using the sea. They said Asraf, oh now what a person no dey want what a person. Hallelujah. Amen. So many years ago, they said if you pray, be a person. They developed this word steadfast. They said when I say same way, I say young team team no amo effort. When you when you say that steadfast, it means that you must be on course. They said if you say team team, I let you say I say mutumi awo kwam. It means that do not deviate. They said man free o kwam panezo. It's like you are traveling from Tamahabo. I saw from Tamahabo to Takrade Habo. You must you must be on track. I saw to me I walk quietly so so that instead of going to Tamahabo you will find your uh, Takrade Habo you find yourself in Nigeria. I mean imagine you are you are on the sea and on the sea it's not like the land. Where when when your fuel gets finished you can easily Walk and then go to sell and then go and buy fuel. On the sea, the moment you you spark your engine and then you start moving. So let's say you are going from Tamahabo, from Tamahabo to Nigeria. You have prepared your your what? The, the, the kind of food that you'll be eating for the for the past for the next one week. Hallelujah. Amen. So like the journey is taking you one week. And whilst you are traveling, you will prepare your gari. You have prepared your rice. You have taken your oil. You have taken fish. Even water, you take water alone. And all these things you have done the calculation so that by the time it is one week, you know that uh, hey, you'll be able, the food will be able to take care of you for the one week. Now, those years uh, they did not have anything. Today we have Google Map and then GPS and then all those things. Yeah. So that whilst you are driving or whilst you are moving on the sea, it will be giving you a signal that oh, you are moving away from. From the from the way. So that it will be like instead of you going to Nigeria, it's like it will tell you that no, you are you are rather going to uh, Togo. But those years it was not like that. The moment you start moving, you must be on track. The moment you miss that mark, you will end up in a different area. A man you on the sea, there's no way you can land. There's no way you can go and then say that my food is finished. So I am entering into this market and then buy some food. 
You can be a very rich man having a lot of money. But there's no market on the sea. Where you'll be able to get down and then go and buy some food. So all that you need to do is that you must be focused. And go all the way straight. So if it's Nigeria, straight to Nigeria. You don't have to get missing. And I'm telling you, the sea is not like the land that when you get missing, you can go and knock somebody's door and say that let me sleep here tomorrow, I'll go and continue. The moment you get missing, that is your end. Your food will get finished. You will start being hungry. And then you start dying. Sometimes, if you don't take care, you, you kill yourself and then you even eat. And it has happened before. They ended up killing themselves and then boiling themselves to, to use themselves as food. To eat. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we say that to be steadfast, it means that do not move from your way. Be focused. So if you are going to Takrade, it's straight to Takrade. If you are going to Nigeria, straight to Nigeria. You make sure that you are going direct to your destination. And the same thing applies to our Christian life. There is a destination that all of us are going. All of us, we are on a destination. A journey to a particular destination. The moment you deviate from that uh, from that path, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why a Christian must be a steadfast Christian. Remove anything that will make you to deviate and then move, move somewhere else. Hallelujah. Amen. So a steadfast Christian is a Christian who has the ability to stay on course. That this is what I am doing. So I am going for it. This is where I am going. So I will not move away from my, my track. Because the moment you move away from your track, your food will get finished. And you will end up being destroyed. You will end up being killed. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So in this life, you must guide yourself. And that way, it's only one way. Hallelujah. Amen. Christians, we are we have a destination. Our number one destination is to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Our number one destination is that we are going to heaven. So on our way to heaven. A lot of things will come your way. That will disturb you. That will make you move away from that path. And as a Christian, you must be able to watch out. What are some of the things that is moving me away from my going to my destination to heaven? Now, apart from heaven, 
We are all also in a going somewhere. Hallelujah. You want to be a pilot. It's a destination. You want to be a doctor. It's a destination. You want to be a teacher. My BC people. You want to be a teacher. It's a destination. You want to be a nurse. It's a destination. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are not focused, instead of being a doctor or a lawyer, you will end up in a psychiatric hospital. If you like go and ask those in a psychiatric hospital, when you ask them, they say that we had plans for our lives. What did you want her to do? They'll tell you that oh me, I wanted to be a doctor. Some of them are very sharp. They have a great they have a great memory. They will tell you that this is the plan that I had for my life. So sometimes you ask them, how come you have ended up in a psychiatric hospital? How come you have gone mad? You have gone crazy. Meanwhile, you have completed secondary school. But you have ended up in a psychiatric hospital. You realize that this started smoking somewhere. They started taking weed. Hallelujah. Amen. So on their destination to becoming a doctor, on their way to becoming a doctor, maybe they started going to the ghetto. They started taking some back passes. This one will smoke and they'll give me a pass and then they will take it. They started drinking their life out. And that is why they ended up at that place. Hallelujah. Amen. So on your way to becoming a doctor, make sure that nothing moves you away from there. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask the, 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 the girl I told you that she has given birth to three with five fathers. She also had good plans for her life. She wanted to become a nurse. So how come that now she has become a house wife with, with five husbands and none of them is taking care of her. With three teenage uh, uh, pregnancies, three. Hallelujah. So your destination on this earth, it can be it, something else can influence it. And that is why you must remain a strong Christian. That is why you have to be a strong Christian. Because if you don't become a strong Christian but weak, you will end up in one of these this evil ways. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I pity the beautiful girls. You know, the girls that are so beautiful and very pretty. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are beautiful and then you are not strong in the Lord, what do you think will happen to you? 
because already now once you are there your 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 life and then your beauty is attracting a lot of guys it's attracting a lot of men hallelujah amen so if you are not strong and then you don't become you, you don't become strong i mean your stand is very very strong that this is what i want this is what i want in my life this is where i am going and then i am becoming focused in this life by the time you realize a lot of men will come and disturb your life hallelujah amen so even in tree there's a there's a there's a saying that when you are beautiful and then you don't what you are not strong within something something else around you will suffer Hallelujah. I don't know whether you have heard that one before. Amen. Amen. Maybe you should go and ask of it. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So Bishop says that as you can see, steadfastness was a very important characteristic that seamen had to develop. He said that steadfastness speaks of the ability to stay in the right direction. It also means you have the ability to come back to the right path when you have strayed away. So in case you have moved from the right path, you must quickly do some maneuvers in order to come back to the right path. Amen. So your ability to come back to the right path is also steadfastness. But it's something we don't encourage. You are in Christ. You say that, oh, let me go back to the world some more and then come and taste and then, oh, and then come so. back. Because sometimes when you are in church and then you are in Christ, you feel like those who are in the world, it's like they are they are chilling. It's like they are enjoying life. And then you, you have come to all night. Whilst people are in the in the at signature, they are enjoying. And then you are in church, you are praying. Then it's like you that you don't know town. I said, Oh, It's like you, you don't know the, the new trend in life. Hallelujah. Amen. But I came to tell you that you are doing the right thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says that broad is the way. That leads to destruction. But narrow, small is the way. That leads to the right path. And the right path, it is only one way. But the road that leads to destruction is plenty. And that is why you must be very careful when in your life you, you have have a lot of it's like you, you you are free young girl you are you are staying alone whatever you want that is what you are doing you feel like going to facebook then you go to facebook you feel like watching pornography then you are watching pornography it's like in your life nothing is guiding you and such people it doesn't end well with them 
So be careful when in your life there is nothing that is uh, governing you. I mean, those of us who have completed secondary school, our friends who were jumping the wall. It's like those who are doing all that they want. Today, look at their life. Hallelujah. Amen. And compare it to those days when they were in the second school and then they were jumping, they were doing everything that they want. Hallelujah. Amen. So when your life is guided, it's like there are rules. Your teachers will tell you that by six o'clock it's time for it's time for studies. By eight o'clock it's siesta. Everybody must be sleeping. It's like your life is limited. Those people they do well in life. They do better than those who whatever the moment they wake up today we are going to the the next day we are going to the beach the next day we are going to a different thing those people I mean took critically about their life it doesn't end so well with them so in our in our in our parents house you don't rush and then leave the house you don't rush and then say that I want my own freedom then you see a young girl of 16 years she's renting her own house because because in the house they they will worry her hallelujah amen it is a good thing for you that is why our life is guided by the word of God the word of God ensures that you don't move astray but you walk in the right path amen amen so how do we be develop steadfastness there are some keys that you need for your life if you want to become steadfast. Amen. Number one, it says develop steadfastness by not loving the world. By not loving the world. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. Develop steadfastness by not loving the world. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 10. He said that for Demas had forsaken me, having loved this present world. Now Bishop said that Demas loved the world. That is why he deserted Paul. If you love somebody, you will gravitate, you eventually gravitate towards the person. Hallelujah. Amen. So, loving the world. The Bible says that we should not love the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if you really, really want to be steadfast and be focused in this life, one of the things that will, 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 will entice you and then move you away from getting to your destination 
destination. It's the things of this world. And I tell you, the things of this world, they are nice. The things of this world, they are sweet. The things of this world, they are nice things to, I mean, to, to hold and then even to do. So as a Christian, if all your love is about the things of this world, you will not be able to reach your destination. Hallelujah. Amen. Because anything that you love, you automatically move towards that thing. Amen. Amen. Number two. He said that develop steadfastness by not lasting. By not lasting after the things of this world. By not lasting after the things of this world. Mark chapter 4, verse 19. Mark 4, 19. He says that, And the curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, and the last, last of other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Hallelujah. He said the last of other things. Last of other things. What it does is that it chokes the word. And then it becomes what? Unfruitful. I mean, last is an advanced form of love. Those who love the world. The moment you last, then it's like this you there, you have gone even higher. Bible says that this thing it chokes the word of God for being becoming fruitful in your life. To last is like excessive desire. It's like this thing that by all means I have to get it. No matter what I will do or whatever I want to get it. Even if you have to kill somebody I mean money is good is that not so yeah money is good yeah but how are you getting the money it's like if, if you have to kill your son in order to be rich I will kill my son to get, to get it you know that this person this person who is proposing to the person is married Hallelujah. Amen. You have said to yourself that I have to be get I have to get married by the age of 30. So it's like whatever I would do in order to marry this guy, I would do it. Meanwhile, this guy is a married man. With four children. So it's like I will sacrifice anything I have to sacrifice. In order to be able to snatch him from the from the wife. Hallelujah. Amen. That is last. So last is an excessive desire. When it comes upon you, it's like anything you do to get it, you will do it. And that is a sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Bishop said that last for anything apart from God's word is dangerous. It can ruin your life. 
Because you will sacrifice so many things to get what he wants. Hallelujah. Amen. He said that lust is dangerous. It destroys. That's why in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. He said that what? Having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lusts. Corruption. Corruption. Amen. Amen. So it's important that you kill if there's any excessive desire. To get whatever you want. It's good to get money. It's good to get uh, it's good to get married. It's good to get a job. But for you to sacrifice, I mean over sacrifice, you 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 are lusting to the thing that if you don't get it, it's like you are dying. That is an evil thing you must prevent. Amen. Amen. So on our way to becoming steadfast. These are some of the things you must watch. Number three. Develop steadfastness by having a proper fear of judgment. A proper fear of judgment. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 10 to 11. We are closing very soon. So please let's let's come alive. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 10 to 11 said that for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That every man may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Hallelujah. Amen. So we say that we all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. When you have in mind that there's there's a final day for you. There is a time that you are going to you are going to account for whatever you are doing. You are always you always be on your guard. Hallelujah. Amen. It's like when you know that after after three years I'm going to write exams. You will you will start learning. But imagine going to school without any exams. You are going through life without any 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 final exams, anything to account your life for. That one you live your life anyhow. Hallelujah. Amen. But when you live your life knowing that I will account for my three years of being in this school. You cannot get up and then going for any and any party. You cannot get up and then be doing whatever you want. Anytime you get up, something will ring in your ears. That hey, today I have I have some mock exams to write. Hey, 
tomorrow I have some mathematics to write. Next time I have some science to write. The same applies to our Christian life. Whatever we do on this earth, you account for it. You account for it one day, one day. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why the Bible said that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So God will judge us what we use our life for. You account for our Christian life. Even in this church, I account for everybody that is here. So when you don't come to church, I must account for you. That's why you believe looking out for you. Hallelujah. Amen. I account for every empty seats that is in this church. Amen. Amen. Even on this earth, we do account we accountability. The same thing applies to your life. God will make you account for your life. God will ask you when you were 30 years you do with your life? When you were 18 years, what did you do with your life? BEC candidates, your results will come very soon. And when you go for your results and then you are you are you are checking maths. B. Your own is it B or, or one? Yeah. When you get one or two or three, and hey, then you know that. Hallelujah. Yeah. But those who are getting nine and then all those things. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. They will ask themselves whether, hey, me too, did I come to the school some? All these three years, what did I do with my life? It's a time of accountability. So let's make sure that when it's time for us to account for our lives, we will have something to show God. You tell God that Lord, this is what I have done with the life that you gave me. And, and it will not be that you don't have anything to say. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's do the last one, then, then we close. Develop steadfastness by not being overconfident. Overconfident. It's like me, there. Me, me. Hey. There's no way. Uh, me, I am born again. I am making it to heaven. You are so sure about yourself. Overconfident. You know there are some people like that. Oh, me, me, me. I, I'm, I'm a Christian. Me, I'm a pastor. Somebody said that me, I can never fall. Me, I will never sin. Overconfident. Meanwhile, you don't read your Bible. Meanwhile, you don't go for a hazard. Hallelujah. Amen. He said that do not be overconfident. And that is why humility is very, very important. When you know that Charlie, this thing that I am going, I can easily fall. You know how to how to how to behave. 
when you know that you are not perfect something will move you to go and take the bible and then read when you know that this exam that i am going to write i i have not learned everything in the book it will help you to go for past questions and then be looking out for some of the questions that have been coming Right even in the school. I was school I had some classmates. Last time when we met, I was teasing him. Sometimes he come with geography, big book. Within one week, he said that, oh, this book I've conquered it. This exam, there's no way I'll fail. He said that he's going to blow and then get A. And he always very, very confident. It's like I, 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 this book that I finished it. But the exams will come. And then those of us who knew that Tale, we, 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 we need help. Because this particular guy, he always dodges classes. When you ask him whatever they are teaching me, I know it. Anytime he knows it. Anytime he has finished the book. But the exams will come. And then he has bombed. Up to now, we've completed secondary school 20 years now. He has not finished writing Nobdek. Can you imagine? He keeps on writing and writing and writing and writing. Overconfidence. It's why this one I know it. You know that the song you don't know, but this one he said that me, I, I know it. You don't know the scripture. Said this one. I I I swear. I I I know it. I can blow it easily. Hallelujah. Amen. When you are humble, it helps you. It helps you to ask more. Listen, I don't know because I don't know. I am asking. Hallelujah. So don't be too no. It is too no people who end up in hell. end up being destroyed. But you won't be destroyed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. When a captain is on the sea and say that as for this journey, I've been taking this journey all this while. So there is no way I will end up in a different area. By the time we were like, they made a very terrible mistake. And instead of going to Takradi, they end up in Nigeria. May that one not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So the grace to be steadfast. The grace to be focused. The grace to be on that same path. The grace not to deviate. If you want to be a doctor, you be a doctor. If you want to be a pastor, you be a pastor. If you want to be a lawyer, you are becoming a lawyer. The grace. May it come upon you in the name of Jesus. May you not deviate from that course. May you not make a terrible mistakes of your life. May you not end up in a psychiatric hospital. Meanwhile, you had a dream of becoming a pastor. May God help us in the name of Jesus. May a certain grace, a certain grace not to deviate from the course, a certain grace to be a steadfast Christian. Amen. 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 Am
to be a strong Christian. May that one be our portion. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and then begin to pray for this grace. Pray for this grace. Pray that God will help you. God will help you. That all through your life, where you want to be, your dreams your vision you will complete it in the name of Jesus the name of Jesus the grace and the ability ability a perfect completion will be our portion in the name of Jesus ask God to help you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus oh God help your church help your church help your church to be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord yes Lord yes Lord may that grace be our portion in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus whatever you have purpose for our life whatever you have placed on our way Lord that we should walk and do help us Lord help us Lord may we never deviate from your course in the name of Jesus